So basically, like what I said, is we're at the uh, place where they're all meeting and they're all trying to figure out who to be king. And I just went right in the middle of that when Edmir tries to make his pitch for being king. So, Edmir, <clears throat> you can start off. Oh, and before you say something, just say who the character is. So no oh, like an audio book. Okay. Yeah. Edmure. My lords and ladies, I suppose this is the most important moment of our lives. What we decide today will reverberate through the annals of history. I stand before you as one of the senior lords in the country, a veteran of two wars. I'd like to think my experience has led to some small skill in statecraft and- Sansa, uncle, Edmure is a little annoyed to be cut off mid-flow, especially by his niece. Sansa, please sit. Edmure can't quite believe what he's seeing, but the chuckles and suppressed grins of the other lords make him realize that his newborn hopes of being king were just squashed by a girl. He sits, a tense silence as various lords and ladies glance around the circle, wondering who will vie for power next. Royce. We have to choose someone. Samwell. Why just us? Everyone looks at Samwell. He stands uncomfortably, steals himself and soldiers on him. Samwell. Well, we represent all the great houses, but whoever we choose, they won't just rule over lords and ladies. Maybe the decision about what's best for everyone should be left to, well, everyone. The attending lords and ladies stare at him for an incredulous moment before breaking out into <laughs> laughter. <laughs> Edmure, maybe we should give the dogs a vote as well. Royce, I'll ask my horse. Samuel waits until they stop and stare at him, slowly noticing that he's still standing. I'm serious. Have you gone mad? Davos said it himself. There's enough war, don't you think? I'm no soldier, barely a maester, but the Iron Throne is gone. Millions are dead, a city is in ruin, and for what? To crown a new king that can be stabbed in the back? A mad king or queen? Tyrion, I may or may not be allowed to speak. It's quite possible that I shouldn't. My words have a way of getting me into trouble. But he has a point. Greyworm, silence. Not yet. Not until I've said my piece. Probably for the last time. Silence. Silence. Tyrion. The people are the ones that suffer for our squabbles. They should have the say. They should have a leader. A house. Believe in. Otherwise, it'll be more war. He turns to look up at Grey Tyrion. I think Daenerys wanted these things in the beginning. I've had nothing to do but think these past few weeks. About our bloody history. About the mistakes we've made. What unites people? Armies? Gold? Flags? Shaking his head. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Nothing can stop it. No enemy can defeat it. And does any house claim a better story than the others? Can we make our own stories? What unites us might be the very thing we never thought of when it comes to freedom. And that's the freedom of choice. Multiple houses, each with their own king or queen. Why break the wheel just to rebuild it again? Bran, this has never happened before. It would be the first time in our history, any history. Tyrion, that makes it perfect when you say so. 
Everyone looks on in wonder at Bran, who doesn't really smile anymore, but there is the smallest hint of amusement on his face as he answers. Why do you think I came all this way? Strange response, but Tyrion has come to expect strange answers from Bran. Tyrion smirks. Tyrion, seven houses, seven kingdoms. There is astonished silence. Finally, Sansa speaks. Sansa. Tens of thousands of northerners fell in the Great War, defending all of Westeros, and those who survived have seen too much and fought too hard to have a meal again. The North will remain an independent kingdom, as it was for thousands of years. Arya smiles. Tyrion is stunned, but a little impressed. He looks to Bran. Everyone in attendance, the most powerful men and women in Westeros, they all look to Bran, eager to see how the three-eyed raven takes in the news. Bran watches Sansa for a beat. He nods. Tyrion looks around for objections or further successions. Yara, Gendry, Edmure, none of them speak. Tyrion. To a king and queen for each of the seven kingdoms, chosen by their own people, I say, aye. Tyrion looks around the circle. Edmure is still miffed. He wasn't given serious consideration. He expects he'll have influence if his crippled nephew is still the three-eyed raven. Aye. Gendry is happy to go along. Aye. Yara has heard that her brother died defending Bronn. She knows this choice would make Theon happy. Aye. Brienne is a Stark loyalist and represents House Tarth. Aye. Davos. I'm not sure I get a vote, but aye. One by one, the Lords of Westeros express their support. Tyrion is very pleased. Cell, dusk. Jon looks ragged. He hasn't slept, hasn't eaten, hasn't bathed. He looks like a man who doesn't care whether he lives or dies. Tyrion has been explaining the outcome of the king's moot to John, who barely seems to listen. Tyrion. Giving you to the Unsullied for execution would start a war. Letting you walk free would start a war. Tyrion waits, but John doesn't look at him. Tyrion. So the royal we have chosen to send him to the Night's Watch. John, there's still a Night's Watch? Tyrion. Just because winter's over doesn't mean it won't come again. You shall take no wife. Hold no lands, father no children. The Unsullied want your head, of course. The Grey Worm has accepted the justice of life sentence. Sansa and Arya wanted you freed, but they understand we have to make peace. No one's very happy, which means it's a good compromise, I suppose. John thinks a minute. John, who is the king or queen? Tyrion just stares at him a moment, not knowing how to proceed. Tyrion, about that, there isn't one. There are several. John looks at him incredulous. Tyrion. We all decided that each of the seven kingdoms should have their own leader, chosen by the people. No one seemed particularly giddy about it. In any case, we're calling it the royal we. Poetic, don't you think? Tyrion steps closer to John. Tyrion. Roll will always need a home for bastards and broken men. John nods. John, was it right? Tyrion stares at John, not quite sure he understands. John, what I did? Tyrion, what we did. John, it doesn't feel right. Tyrion thinks about it. Tyrion, ask me in ten years. He holds out his hand. John shakes it. John, I don't expect we'll ever see each other again. I won't join the Night's Watch, you know. Tyrion smiles as he heads for the door. Tyrion, don't tell anyone. Red Keep Battlement, day. John exits the tower that once was his prison. Two knights watchmen wait for him, his escort to his life sentence at the wall. Together they walk along the battlements. 
John stops to look down at Blackwater Bay, far beneath him, and sees the remaining ships of Danny's fleet. Most are anchored, a few are still sailing in. From this vantage point, you can see the remaining unsullied waiting to board with characteristic orderliness. The remaining Dothraki do the same. They have dismounted their horses and walked them up gangplanks. King's Landing, Docks, Day. At sea level now, John passes a couple of Dothraki leading their horses. He looks up to the ship deck and sees Grey Worm. John continues walking, walking, followed by his Night's Watch guards. They make eye contact. John doesn't say or do anything. He knows Grey Worm hates him more than any man alive, and he understands why. Grey Worm turns away without acknowledging John. Ship's deck, day. Grey Worm walks to the helm. In the background, his men, not wearing helmets, raise the sails, pull in the gangplank, etc. An unsullied captain, no helmet, speaks to him in Valerian. Unsullied captain. Univale lisva logor. All the men have ordered. Grey Worm. Cis. Good. Grey Worm stares out towards the horizon. Grey Worm. Suliva ajonath. We sail for the Isle of Narth. The captain nods and goes off to carry out his orders, leaving Grey Worm alone with his thoughts. Private beach. Day. John walks across that small beach, followed by the Night's Watch guards. From behind, we can see the Stark siblings standing on the distant dock. Private docks. Day. John stands in front of Sansa. He hasn't entirely forgiven her for betraying the oath he made her swear in the God's Wood. Sansa. I wish there had been another way. I'm sorry it had to be you. John nods. He knows she loves him. He knows she only wants what's best for the men. But still, Sansa. Can you forgive me? He hesitates. John. The Nath is free, thanks to you. She accepts the compliment. Sansa. They've lost the true king. John. Ned Stark's daughter will speak for them. She's the best they could ask for. John and Sansa embrace. Over Sansa's shoulder, John sees Arya crying. She hasn't cried in years, but she does now. The brother she always loved most. He lets go of Sansa to embrace Arya, and she hugs him fiercely. He wipes her tears away. John, we'll see each other again, Arya. I can't. Misunderstanding what she means, John manages a slight smile for his little sister. John, you think anyone will dare you tell what you women were aren't allowed? But he misunderstands her. Arya, I'm not going back to the north. Used to John and Sansa both. Sansa, where are Arya, you going? I don't know. She smiles. John was not prepared for this. This is the last time he will ever see his favorite sibling. John, you have your needle? It's right there on her hip. She shows him. John. Wherever you go, I'll be right there beside you. John kisses Arya on her forehead. Lastly, he steps over to Bronn. John, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed me. Bran, you were exactly where you were supposed to be. Hard to argue with omniscience. John stands and walks to the skiff that's waiting for him at the end of the pier. Two sailors are there to row it, accompanied by the two knights watchmen. John climbs in. Together, Sansa, Arya, and Bronn watch their brothers proceed as he heads towards the ship that will carry him to East Watch by the sea. The Wall, Castle Black, Day. Spring is coming and is slowly starting to warm up. The Wall weeps as the temperature rises above freezing for the first time in many months. Looking down the Wall to Castle Black, three riders approach the Castle Gates. Castle Black Gates, Day. A Night Watch brother opens the gates of Castle Black to find a mounted Jon Snow and his companions. From atop his horse, John sees who's waiting for him on the balcony where Lord Commander Mormont used to stand. Tormund. John and his companions enter the courtyard, and the gates close behind them. Castle Black Chamber, dead. 
Onkelaw in his its scabbard. John's hand reaches into frame and takes it from the table. Ship cabin, day. Hands fasten a sword belt around the waist, but the sword in the belt is needle, not Longclaw, and the hands belong to Arya, who do not see her face. Match cut on her hand too. Winterfell chamber, day. A leather glove sliding onto Sansa's hand with the aid of an attendant. From here we move to shots of other costume pieces being put on Sansa by the attendant, including leather armor pieces. You do not see Sansa's face. Castle Black Chamber, day. John puts the last item in his back and fastens it shut. You see a bit more of him, but in a bleak angle and, sh and or shrouded in shadow. Ship Cabin, day. We see where Arya is for the first time. Below decks on a ship. You see her obliquely as well as she turns to the stairs and the light above. Winterfell Chamber, day. We tilt down on Sansa as the final piece of her costume is put on. When the dresser steps away, we see Sansa unobstructed for the first time. Sansa stands, lifting her head from the frame, and we match cut to Castle Chamber, day. As John puts on his cloak, we tilt up from his torso to his face. Once again, he wears all black. It was always his color. He steps forward, and we pan with him as he wipes camera into Winterfell Corridor, day. We follow Sansa down a Winterfell Corridor. Castle Black Walkway, day. We follow John down Castle Black Walkway. Ship Corridor, day. We follow Arya down a ship's corridor, up the stairs toward the light. Ship's deck, continuous. Arya emerges into the sunlight into a close-up. She takes in the scene for a beat and steps forward. Winterfell Great Hall, day. We're behind Sansa as she turns the corner into a room full of northern lords. She regards her new subjects as she approaches them. Castle Black Main Courtyard, day. John walks down the last few stairs to the ground level, where the last of the free folk wait him, a few hundred men, women, and children. John steps forward into the sea of waiting faces. There is no suspicion in those faces, and no awe, only trust. The Night's Watch used to hunt them, but they will follow the Night's Watchman. Follow John in profile as he passes through the wildlands to his left and his right, closer to camera. We match cut on the passing vertical shapes to ship's deck, day. Arya proceeding in profile down the deck, past deckhands, ship's masts, and riggings, a similar match cut to Great Hall Day. Sansa, as she moves down the center of the Great Hall with Northern Lords on each either side of her, as she passes them, they drop to one knee and bow their heads. Castle Black Courtyard Day. Overhead shot tracking John's progress through the wildlands. Ship's deck day. Matching overhead shot of Arya as she approaches the bow. Great Hall Day. Matching overhead shot of Sansa as she approaches the throne at the end of the room. Castle Black Courtyard Day. John meets up with Tormund, who is already on horseback. Someone else is waiting for him as well there. Ghost. The wolf nuzzles John's face, and he pets the scruff of Ghost's neck. Then John takes his horse from the Night's Watchman holding it, and mounts up. Castle Black Tongue. Day. In a shot mirroring the first image of the pilot, we see John and Tormund through the grate of the tunnel as the gate rises from the point of view inside the tunnel. We do not see the wildlings behind them. The ship's deck. Day. From the bow of the ship, Arya steps in the frame and looks west. Arya, who left for Bravos, was still a girl. This is a different person altogether. She has been no one. She has been Arya Stark of Winterfell. Who will she be next? We wrap around Arya and pull back down the ship, on, uh, about down the deck of her ship as she sails west. Great Hall, day. In contrary motion to the above pullback, we push down the aisle as someone puts a crown on Sansa's head. On either side of the camera, the lords rise to their feet and raise their swords to the ceiling. The queen in the north! 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 We hear the lords continue to move into close-up of Sansa's face. Then, one by one, we see the seven kings and queens in very similar positions. 
mountain in the vale, isle in the rivers, the rock, the reach, storm king, door. The rest of that is how it ends with basically John walking the wild things out to beyond the wall. End of Game of Thrones. Nice. So, Austin, correct me if I'm wrong. Was the main differences, like, in the dialogue then? Like, John be like, and then splitting up the, the kingdoms into from six to all seven? Yeah, that was the main thing. Okay. Um, and as I went through the last third of the script, I found ways to tweak it a little bit for it to gotcha. make more sense. Yeah, because I was trying to, like, as you were reading along, I was trying to spot the difference between what happened on the show and what will, like, what was different. Okay, nice. Well done, sir. Thank you for that take. Thank you.